Welcome to Nightlight, a horror movie podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Freddie, also known as Nightlight. And today we do have a very special guest today. If you want to go ahead and introduce yourself, tell us a little bit about yourself. And we're going to talk about a very special movie that's out right now. Hi. Yes, my name is Jessica McNamee. I am an Australian actress living in Los Angeles. Um, and I'm very excited to be discussing all things The Visitor which is a new Blumhouse epics movie that is just about to come out. Yes, um, I think a lot of people are going to love it. I just watched it very recently, and this movie offers a lot, and it has a lot of different themes and stuff like that too. But to start off our conversation, I do want to talk about something that we always jump into with all of our guests, mm -hmm. and the big question is, why horror? Is there a horror background? Did you grow up watching scary movies? How do you feel about the genre? I didn't watch growing I didn't watch scary movies growing up I was so scared and my parents lived in this <laughs> five acre property and it's up on a hill and it, the house used to scare the crap out of me so I was like if I want to watch scary movies in this house I'm just gonna think I'm gonna be murdered for the rest of my life so <laughs> I was quite terrified of these kind of movies but my first ever movie which if you haven't seen I think is one of the best horror movies ever made it's called The Loved Ones by Sean Byrne um, and it is so good. We won the Midnight Madness uh, select at Toronto Film Festival. Like, well, that's amazing. Yeah, and yeah. it is so good. I don't know if you've seen it. Honestly, I'm I'm not in it a ton, but it is one of the best horror movies ever. Um, uh, I haven't watched it, but now I really want to watch it. Yeah. And I'm a big lover of like TIFF as a film festival, and that's a big thing. And the horror community is such a great community where they. Uh, yeah, that's a great honor to get on that. I know. That's it was awesome. wild. So I was in Australia still. It's an Australian movie, a little Australian um, low-budget movie, but it blew up. That's like the first movie that then got me an agent in America that kind of started getting my name circulating. And uh, it's great. It's a great, great movie. Um, I was actually just telling my friends recently that hadn't seen it here. I was like, we have, should have a screening for Halloween because uh, yeah. it's really fun. Um, but that was my first movie. Um, I'd worked in television before that and I was like, wow. And it was just so happened that it was a horror. Um, and yeah. And then I kind of got a bit of a taste for it. I think there's an element where, you know, you get to really lean into these kind of dark and not often accessible places in society. You know, you're mm -hmm. always having to keep a lid on your emotions. So working in this space, you kind of get the opportunity to be as, nuts as you want at times um, and express yourself in really you know um, un PC ways and so I really enjoy that aspect of it um, and I do like watching these genre movies now that I'm older and I know that you know a lot of it might I mean some of it could come true but a lot of it would not um, <laughs> horrifying reality yeah, could come true some of them Exactly. So yeah. And it's also kind of just what comes to me. I think it's mutual attraction. I do get sent this stuff. It's, it seems so. I don't know if it's because people like me in this kind of stuff. I don't know if that's what's being, you know, there's a lot of, a lot of this kind of content being made. There's such a big audience for these, these kind of movies. So it's a bit of a mutual attraction, I think. Yeah. Um, I, the thing that I love about horror films is that there's a horror film for everybody. It's mm -hmm. something that's so wide range where it has, uh, horror comedies you can even have a romantic comedy horror film and we kind of saw mm -hmm. that with fresh earlier this year mm -hmm. uh, but yeah you're very well rounded in a lot of stuff that you've done and I'm really happy to hear that your career kind of got jump-started in the horror genre and you're continuing to be 
passed on projects on you because you are really good in it. I, I loved your performance in The Visitor as well. And we'll talk about that soon. But Thank you. yeah, no, I think you are very well talented. I mean, even like The Meg, technically it's like an action horror film adventure. Yeah. You know, it's a creature feature in a way yeah. where that's the thing that's beautiful about horror films is that no matter what, even if you don't like the horrific and scary, there's still going to be a movie for you to actually watch because we all yeah. go through different horror-esque things in life and kind of a, it's kind of a release for us sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so my I know that for me like I can't do gory like I can't watch those you know like saw for me me too is my worst nightmare like <laughs> I would rather die I think than have to watch that I'd love to be in it I think that'd be so oh, that's fun cool. to film. yeah oh I would love to film that but gross like I cannot watch that I I will never sleep I won't I wouldn't be able to eat ever again yeah you know oh, it's like god. oh god but then, you know, something like Urban Legend, I love that. I mean, that's gross too, but like those jump scares, like I'll, I, I will never forget watching, um, it is Urban Legend, right? Where they're Urban at the Legend. gas station at the beginning. I believe so. It's like the start of every horror film. It's like at a gas oh, station. I know. But the yeah. one where he's like, he's in, he's in the back or whatever. In the back oh, yeah, yeah. That is just for me now, even to this day, I cannot get in the car without looking in the back seat. Oh, scared the yes. crap out of me. But look, they stay with you, don't they, these movies? Mm-hmm. I feel like they stay with you forever when you when you have one of those experiences where it really freaks you out, which yes. is kind of cool. It, it's crazy where like, yeah, some movies have such an effective way to get into like deep under your skin of like, it plays with your real life scares. Like, oh, exactly. I'm scared of the dark. I see something in the shadows. That's terrifying. You look behind yeah. your car now. That's something that stays with you. Yeah. Um, I recently well, saw Jaws and I went swimming in the ocean. I was like, oh, I see sharks everywhere. And it's just my mind playing tricks on me. Yeah. Wait, you didn't see it at IMAX, did you? I saw it uh, in the XD theater in oh, 3D. Amazing. First time in 3D. And I was like, wow, it works very well. Wait, not the one here in Hollywood? Uh, I'm in San Francisco area. Oh, you're in San Fran. Okay. All right. No, because yeah. they just had a screening here that we went to. Um, oh, cool. It was IMAX. Oh, wow. And, yeah. and it was really cool. And it was fun because I only actually, this is terrible. I only watched it for the first time before I shot the Meg properly. Oh, that's awesome. So uh, I was like, I probably, probably should watch Jaws. Because <laughs> um, <laughs> I was too scared growing up. My family would watch hey. it. I was like, I don't. I'm scared of right sharks. And growing up in Australia, sharks are like a thing. I would like I'll never go in the ocean again if I watch that it's the perfect example of like that scared people that movie stayed with people people were yeah. scared to swim in swimming pools that's Seriously. how effective it was which is great I know um, well, but- also I uh speaking of it staying with you I'm like I have I scare my husband often and I film it <laughs> so I, I have um so many I need to put one but I have a whole like on my Instagram page I have a saved videos which is just pat scares and oh, you need to see uh, it you have to publish those i know well there's a there's there are on my instagram it's so okay. it's called pat scares and i just jump out at him but i have so many more <laughs> i should put up because i do get a lot of laughs on them but the poor Absolutely. guy i'm like i'm gonna give him trauma and a little trauma makes us grow right exactly <laughs> in a way um, I do want to talk about your role. Um, can you tell us a little bit about like your role and how you end up playing it and what it means mm-hmm. to you? Yeah, so Adam Mason, who wrote this, I'd, I worked with before in another film called I'm Just Fucking With You. And uh, mm. I love my experience with him. He's a lovely guy. He's a friend of mine. And um, yeah, it came across my table. I read it. 
at first the character wasn't jumping off the page at me. So I was feeling like, all right, you know, is this something that's going to push me? Is this going to, um, you know, make me, is it, is it going to really do anything, fulfill me? I, I guess mm-hmm. you'd say, um, so I kind of persisted and then, and then finally, obviously there's kind of a twist that happens and there's a real payoff with that. So I was like, Oh, it's definitely worth, worth the wait. Um, but it was great. You know, when I, we got on set, Justin, the director and Finn, um, who I played opposite myself, we really had the ability, Justin gave us the ability to really work some of these scenes and um, kind of improv a little bit and change some of the dialogue to just really make the characters and the relationships seem really authentic as much as we could, you know, and mm-hmm. kind of bring as much um, depth to these characters as we could. Absolutely. I think your character is actually very complex. I feel like you are like the anchor of the movie where you're holding down the reality of like what he's trying to explain, what he's seen and exactly. everything like that. And it's kind of a great back and forth. You guys have some really great scenes and really good dialogue mm-hmm. and it's very impressive acting. So, you know, kudos to you. And yeah, Thank Finn you. does a really good job in the film as well. And I think it does have a very creative story. And like you said, we have that payoff at the very end. And I think exactly. I'm going to keep this as spoiler free for our listeners to like go yes, watch it. Exactly. Watch it. Uh, it's kind of like that little slow burn. And then it just has that explosion at the end. You're just like, whoa, that's not exactly. where I thought it was going at all too. So it surprised me. And I've seen a lot of horror films. Oh, good. I think that's the thing that people are going to really gravitate towards. It's like, yeah, your guys' dynamic as a relationship. That's also like the, the interweaving story behind everything. Yeah. Really cool. Yeah. And it's kind of a bit more of a slow burn, you know, it's like, I think it's this kind of movie that seeps into your skin a little bit. It creeps up mm-hmm. on you and you kind of like, oh. And I think it's one of those movies that you walk away and really think about. You're like, hang on. You know, do you ever really know who you're living with? Do you really know your loved ones? Do you really do you really know who I who they are? Um so I think that's always fun. You know, you can, I, there's those, I think there's a couple of those like jump scare minute moments in it, but I think it's one of those ones that you walk away really thinking about. Yes. Is there anything that's in the movie that kind of stayed with you, like creepy imagery wise or a scene? Yeah, that's a good point. What's well, funny because I didn't actually see a lot of that stuff because that's more Robert's experience, but mm-hmm. seeing I haven't even watched the I haven't watched the film in whole in the in whole yet. I'm watching oh. it tonight at a screening. I'm excited so for you. I'll have, to, I'll have to get back to you about this. But yeah, please. I certainly know. I mean, I don't know how much I can give away, but at the end, there's kind of a bit of an aging thing that's happened to me, and that was mm-hmm. creepy. I was like, ooh. I, <laughs> I was like, I'm looking into my future, and I don't know how. I feel and about that could be very much scary. <laughs> exactly. But no, <laughs> I didn't get to see all of the kind of creepier bits of oh. That's a lie. The birth scene for me was creepy mm. and gross and fun. I was really scared to shoot that. Um, when I read it, part of me almost, there was parts that I didn't know if I wanted to do that I was going to maybe discuss taking out. And I didn't in the end. And I'm really glad I didn't because I'm like, you know, it was fun. It was stuff something that I hadn't done before I hadn't really gotten myself on screen in a position where I was like birthing and 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 it was so weird having you know all these extras in the scene I don't want to give too much away but uh that scene was confronting and creepy for me 
yeah it's it's a big scene to like hold down as an actor too so i mean you killed it and uh, i think when people see that scene they're gonna be like oh wow yeah that's really good um yeah and i'm excited for you to check out the movie fully because yeah there is a lot of scary imagery and i'm just like wow that kind of stays with me a lot oh good the suspense building in this movie is really really good and that's kind of what i want to talk about and see a little bit about your opinion on something do you th- what do you think is more important the suspense building up or the actual reveal in scary movies i think it's a suspense building up it's got you know those i mean it's got those elements where it's you know it's the same when you see some of those really great classic um horror movies like Rosemary's Baby or Wicker Man or whatever. It's kind of mm. this like slow build of just like, oh, what's going on and who done it and 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 who are these weird people and and feel it just kind of gets this icky feeling in your in your stomach almost. And I think that's almost more uncomfortable than the than the reveal. That's just my opinion as a viewer. Um, but I don't know. What do you think? Um, I, I agree with you. I think they yeah. both have to complement each other as well because if it has a poor execution at the end, it doesn't work. But at the same yeah. time, I feel like with most movies, the suspense building and getting like more clues and more clues is a thing that like really gravitates me as a viewer to be like, oh, I have to pay attention. Yeah. I don't want to miss anything. And at yeah. the same time, it's like, oh, I don't want to know what's next, but I'm kind of curious of what's next. And yeah. I kind of went on that journey with this movie is where him as a character he's getting more pieces about his history or like the thing that's connecting the relationship between him and the town and then you get the final reveal and I, of course no spoilers at all and you're just like i'm satisfied with all of it and it's yeah. the great thing of like cool everything led up to a really great conclusion and it ties up very well and the sound design in this movie like i said i'm excited for you to watch it. it's uh it's creepy yeah. I think sound design is a big part of making horror films very scary where like yeah. if you have no sound in it it's not as scary anymore. Yeah. But I know I really should have watched it. <laughs> but <laughs> no, I really, no. I was like, I really want to experience in a cinematic environment. Um, With everybody as well. Yeah. And like, you know, when we get sent it, it's got our name stamped across the screen, you know, for copyright reasons. And it just t- right. doesn't have the same effect. So I knew that in the screening. So I'd seen bits and bobs, like, so that enough that I could have you know an opinion but i was like i really want to experience properly in a cinema with with friends and an audience too because it's so fun when you get to experience people's through you know other people's reactions otherwise you're kind of just alone in your living room being like is this is this (laughs) landing do people like this right you can Um, read the room a little bit i'm sure i absolutely love it i think tonight's gonna be a great experience for you and i would love to hear how it goes um with that being said, how is your um like on-screen performance with Finn Jones? Yeah. How's he like? Was like the dynamic between you? Oh, two? he's just so great. Um, we hit it off immediately after meeting. Um, we went for dinner and we just were. It was like we're old friends. We had a right. similar sense of humor. I mean, obviously the content's quite heavy in this movie, and mm-hmm. oftentimes we'd go back and be sitting between scenes kind of thinking about what was going to happen next or what scene was up next or whatever and I just get a ping on my phone and it would be some ridiculous like video that went <laughs> down and I'd be sending him stupid funny videos and it was really fun we had a really lovely relationship and it was tricky because it was in the middle of COVID so yeah we were, um well towards the end of COVID I'd say but you know we were down in New Orleans 
everyone was covered in PPE all the time. We didn't really get to see anyone's faces because we were, they were all covered and masked. So we were kind of out there together alone. It felt like at times just uh, kind of going through the motions. So we really bonded and um, yeah, we both kind of, I think, showed up with the same amount of commitment to the script and, and our roles and wanting to bring the best, best performances we could. And we we're both just as open as each other to working within the parameters of the script to get the best performances and kind of work on our dialogue and our relationship to kind of sell this movie in a way that it would be satisfying kind of reveal at the end for people or a bit of a shock, if you will. So yeah, we were really lucky working in a, such close proximity to a, a cast member like that. If, if you don't have a great dynamic, it can be tricky. So we were very lucky. Absolutely. And you said you worked with Justin for uh, in a previous film, right? Sorry, not Justin, Adam, who wrote this Adam. original script. Gotcha. Yeah. So he directed me in, um, in a movie called, also for Blumhouse called I'm Just Fucking With You, which was part of the um, an anthology series. What was it called? Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes. So doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress instead of perfection. You don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for 100 healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. Oh my God, something night. I've, I, I'm Super terrible. Cool. You can't really edit this out, but beep, just for <laughs> No, people love this. This is what makes the conversation. And I love, like, I don't like to interview as much. I like to have conversations. Yeah. There's love this type of stuff too. And they're loving you right now. I can I already know. Um, <laughs> Good. Yeah. So I mean, wait till they thing. see my jump scares. Hearing uh, my, <laughs> my husband, then they'll love it. Me. Yeah. I think it's my, it's my best work yet. Um, how was working with the director? Oh, he was great. Justin's amazing. Um, it was tricky for him because, again, he was just covered in PPE the whole time. So I'm <laughs> sure it would have been so hard for him and felt so tricky at time to direct, direct like actors when it feels so impersonal. Right. Um, but he had a lot of stuff thrown at him and just handled it with ease. We had, um, there was a hurricane, uh, sorry, oh, wow. a tornado. What was it? Not a hurricane, tornado, a what's it called? Uh, was it hurricane? Yeah. Down yeah. in New Orleans, right before we shot. So I know that oh, there yeah. was a bunch of locations. Um, we also had, what else did we have? Oh, I got COVID in the middle of shooting that to shut down oh, production. Yeah. Uh, so we lost days on that. Um, it was, yeah, there was a lot thrown at him and, and he all handled it all like a pro. So he was, he was great and he's very um, collaborative. He was also, he's got such a beautiful vision for his movies. Mm -hmm. You know, he, I, I think the cinematography and on this and the shot list. Gorgeous. And, yeah, yeah. I just think it was so beautifully shot. It was so 
picturesque and um very personal know. in a way with the characters exactly. and stuff like that yeah no he does have a really good eye for like like you said a clear vision of what he wants and I yeah think that, he had a very clear vision which yeah. was very good for us and and yeah, it was it was a it was a really interesting experience. I don't envy any kind of director that's on set having to deal with a whole crew and their actors right. when they can't actually even really make eye contact or mm-hmm. speak. You can't even, you know. So he uh, he was it was amazing what he accomplished with you know such kind of trying circumstances. Absolutely, it's it's all about communication, right? And being able to articulate what you want to have out of the film. And I think you guys really had a great dynamic because I know by doing these interviews and stuff like that, and I always like to emphasize when I talk to people, uh, especially on these interviews, is that it takes a whole village to make a movie. There's so many yeah. pieces, so many different locations, so many things can go wrong. As you described, like you were guys facing hurricanes, you were facing a pandemic. Um, there, there's a lot. And having the movie be made out of that is a miracle in itself. So like, congratulations on that and being able to accomplish that because that's really cool stuff. And all of those questions kind of like leads up to my, my next topic is, can you name a very memorable time behind the scenes that no one would ever know happened while filming this movie? It could be Um, something bizarre. It could be something weird, something funny, something scary, whatever you think was the most memorable behind the scenes moment. (laughs) <laughs> I got <laughs> I uh I I almost fainted because oh. um I got COVID and then I had oh. to go the, my first day back was um that birthing scene <laughs> and it was so hot in Louisiana you know what like Louisiana heat it was boiling hot and because I'd had COVID even though I was completely like you know done my 14 days tested negative the whole thing they mm-hmm. wanted still to keep me separate from Finn and so they put me in a broom cupboard for like oh my God. for my like green room between sets yeah. and I was and it was so hot and also, like I said, I'd had COVID. So my breathing was already still not great. Like right. it took me a minute for my lungs to recover. So I remember sitting there. I'd just been like hyperventilating, giving birth in this scene. And then they went <laughs> sat me in this hot broom cupboard. And I literally started getting tunnel vision. And I was like, I remember oh, yelling no. out. And so I don't even remember. I was like, hello. And like someone came running in and I was like, I think I'm going to faint. I was either going to vomit or faint. And then there, I, I, I don't know, some poor, some nurse ran in and she's like, what are you doing in the broom cupboard? And I was like, this is where my chair was put. I just sat where my chair was. Oh. So some poor assistant must have gotten in trouble for putting me in the broom cupboard, but it's fine. It was just funny in, in hindsight. Right. It's something to look back on, I guess. Uh, exactly. I you know, some people would call that method acting before a birth scene, you know? That's a good point. <laughs> just I just called it torch. <laughs> yeah, he's like, you look perfect for the scene. Put her in. No, I love hearing stories like that because that's the thing that we won't see at the movie. We see, like, and that's the big thing. It's like, I want people to know that you guys are all people. That's, that's the yeah. big thing. It's like, you all go through funny different ways and going through the passion of making a movie. There's some weird stuff that comes along with that. And I love hearing stories like that. So thank you for exactly. sharing that. And I'm glad that you're okay and did not faint. I was fine, but it's just funny in hindsight. I'd forgotten about that until you asked me. And I was like, what's a funny thing? <laughs> but yeah. Sorry to make you relive that. I apologize. <laughs> no worries. <laughs> <laughs> no more broom closets for you. Exactly. Uh, 
Yeah, and what I was talking about earlier in this movie is that there are a lot of different themes, and for whatever reason, the thing I connected with the most uh, with his character is that I feel like we always try to find a way to identify ourselves or know who we are and where we come from in our past, has a lot of history, and it's a big part of who we are. Uh, what is one theme in the movie that you really resonated with? I think it was this idea that um, until you're in this, you never really know how someone's going to react until you're really put in that situation, right? So sure. particularly in relationships, like you, I think it's so relatable that these two, this couple who have been married and have known each other for years and they seem very happily married, then, you know, there's a traumatic event happens where they have a miscarriage and it really mm -hmm. spins them on different axes. You know, one like Maya kind of goes one way where she's quite shut off and kind of stoic, but then and really wants to engage with Robert and talk it through and get to a place where they kind of come, come to, they kind of land in the same spot on the whole experience. Whereas Robert's just isolating himself in a very kind of alpha way. I think, you know, mm -hmm. I think it's very normal for a lot of men to do this. They kind of shut down and isolate and try and process it with themselves and lean on substances and all of that kind of stuff. And it's this idea that really entering into a relationship with someone you can't know until, until you face with these issues. So it could be years before a trauma happens or, you know, something like that. And you'll see a whole different side of someone. They just kind of, I think that's just a really interesting kind of theme that they show that they showcase in this and really relatable. Yeah. It's, it's totally something that's really relatable. And I like what you said earlier too, sometimes you don't know who you're really with. And I think that's, yeah kind of scary it gave me goosebumps when you talked about that yeah. um that's why like oh yeah just getting to know people is very interesting i love meeting people but at the same time you don't know the lives that they lived and stuff like that too no. how someone deals with something differently where like people can go through the same traumatic event but like you said deal with something completely different totally differently for exactly. all different people which is really crazy to think and i can't wait to see how people connect with it and i saw some early reviews coming out today too and uh so far they've been wildly very positive which is oh, they have oh yeah. i don't really read them because i'm always terrified but um <laughs> that's good that's really good i love hearing that yeah yeah. well i hope uh, people see it i think it's really fun it's uh i yeah i really hope people people want to watch it <laughs> absolutely um in the movie it kind of shows his obsession with his past and learning more about like the uh things that he i'm trying to like not spoil anything i know he, it's so he hard next with yeah um because i want to talk about like the paintings a little bit better i'm going to keep that a secret yeah as well um but a big thing i want to ask is like do you think if someone is obsessed by their past could be a bad thing sorry to repeat that i think it just yeah. if being obsessed with their past can be what could that be a bad thing to be obsessed uh, about your past? Oh, yeah, for sure. I think it's really interesting that I think surely being obsessed with one part, some part or, of your past is exactly the thing that then ends up holding you back from your mm. future, right? It's like, it's it, but it's such a it's such a tricky thing to do because I'm one of those people that will wake up and think about one thing that happened five years ago or like a conversation I had five years ago with someone and I'll lay in bed spiraling about it for two hours. Right. I don't <laughs> worry, know, it's the same thing. We all go through that. Much. I'm like, I'll remember saying something when I was drunk from five years ago and being like, <laughs> why did I say that to that person? They must think I'm the biggest <laughs> moron. I do it all the time. So it's much easier said than done, but 
yeah, I think it's so it's again, it's that exactly what you said, like, you know, I've got friends that have had trauma happen to them in their past or even stuff that's happened to me, you know, in my past. And there's those people that either just hold on to it. And it's that exact trauma that ends up holding them back from so many things in life. And then there's other people that just go, well, it happened and I need to move on. And I mean, I think therapy, (laughs) I'm such an advocate for doing therapy and processing your past if you have trauma in your past and processing that so you can like let it go and move through it and move on I think is so important um yeah so I've Meyer Meyer and Robert damn need to go to couples therapy that's for sure <laughs> that's what I kept thinking this whole movie I'm like all right we need to just put these two in couples therapy immediately right. <laughs> put them in a broom closet together with a therapist <laughs> exactly be fine. exactly uh, I love so that. yeah, I do think it's dangerous to hold on to um, your past. You know, I think it can really fester away inside you and eat you up. And it's so much energy and time wasted thinking about something that happened that you can't really change the outcome now of unless you process it and move past it. But it takes up so much energy and time wasted thinking about that when it can, that could be put that energy put into something that's, you know, going to contribute right. to you having a much happier future. Exactly. I, I 100% agree with all of the things that you just said to you. And like, I want all the listeners to have uh, this knowledge. Just, yeah, go to therapy if you need it. It's something that's very useful and helpful. Oh, I'm in therapy. I live for therapy. Yeah. It's best. Um, I mean, it's just so helpful to process anything. And even if I, I think therapy is great because it's also like, even if you're feeling good, I think it's a good thing to do just to make sure that you stay there. Yeah, and I think this movie could be self-therapeutic in the way of like maybe you're self-realizing you're one of these characters and you may have to like find yeah. out. Um, yeah, like I, I said, love how as well they are dealing with the idea of a miscarriage. I don't right. think you often see that. And it's so, so common. It's like one in four people, for one in four women have a miscarriage at some point in their oh life. Oh my God, that's so sad. Well, sorry, one in four pregnancies ends in miscarriage. Right. So it's very common. Like the chances are you'll, if you're a female and wanting to have a baby that you'll have a miscarriage. Um, so it's, I mean, that's very morbid and not very inspiring, but yes, it's, it's very <laughs> common, but it's not right. often spoken about and it's not often shown on camera. So I think it's cool. And I think it can be really tricky as well for couples to work through that. So it's cool that they've shown that that's exactly what this couple are struggling with and, and the different responses yeah. to it. Dealing with trauma, grief, loss. These are yeah. all very important themes that really shine very respectfully in this movie as well, because there's a wrong way to do it and there's a right way. This movie mm-hmm. does it completely the right way. And I think I have time for one last question. Go for if, it. If there is one thing you want the audience to leave watching this movie, what would it be? Do a deep dive into your family tree. <laughs> <laughs> and that'll make sense when people watch it. For that'll sure. make sense when people watch it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's a good way to be like, now you have to go watch it to know what that means. Yeah. And Which is perfect. Exactly. And if, you, if you're thinking about going to therapy, go to therapy. <laughs> <laughs> Do it. It's worth it. Do it. Exactly. It's, ah, so therapy. <laughs> I was about to say therapy is so therapeutic, of course. <laughs> therapy is therapy. <laughs> Yes, it is. Uh, I love it. But I just want to say thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. Congratulations on the movie. I'm really excited for you to see your premiere tonight. And if you have any last minute thoughts or maybe where people can find you, go ahead. The floor is yours. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yes. Follow me on Instagram. I'm Jessica underscore McNamee. Same on Twitter. Um, I'd love to hear your thoughts. 
I want you to watch my scare videos. I need some more encouragement to put more scare videos because I'm like, I'll have to say to my husband, well, the people want it. The people want the scares. So I need the support so that I can keep taking them without them getting too mad at me. Right. That's that's why they call it a partnership, right? Exactly. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And uh, follow me and say hi. And I want to say hi back. Awesome. Thank you so much for being here. And everyone, please check out The Visitor. It is out now, so go check it out. And this was Nightlight. Oh, Oh, yeah. And wait, wait, wait. Go and watch The Loved Ones by Sean And The Loved Ones. My first ever horror. It is so good. You will not regret it. It's so freaking good. You know what? I'll literally watch it today. And I'll let you know my thoughts. Oh, please do. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm excited. Okay, good. Okay. Uh, Well, this was Nightlight, a horror movie podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Freddie, also known as Nanny Knight, and it was a pleasure serving you.